Welcome to the SMT Marketing Podcast. Today we're talking about what to do if your leads aren't buying. Greetings. Hey, Dave Larson here. Wanted to talk about what to do if your leads aren't buying. So everybody's had it happen if you've been marketing in any length of time. Uh, the dreaded crickets chirping <laughs> word. You lay lay something out there and maybe they're you know taking your free offer, your lead magnet, but they're not buying. So let's talk about what we can do about that. So a couple assumptions here for this example, because this covers kind of the high ground here. Uh, assumption that you have a sales funnel. So this is um, a specific type of website. Briefly, what a sales funnel is. I've done another podcast on it, but it's a website designed to make offers. And it's usually a sequence of offers, and you start at free, which is your lead magnet, and then if somebody takes you up on that, that it makes them another offer to purchase something and then another offer up from there. And maybe there's a downsell, but we'll, we'll keep it simple. But bottom line, it's designed to get people to go from free and ascend up your value ladder. So I, I have one out there right now, the 48-hour author that... Um, that I could use kind of as an illustration of this. So the bad news about the crickets chirping is it could be many different things. So you got to figure out like what and where and what, what it could be and, and test some things. So that's what we're going to do. The we're making the assumption that somebody has opted in. So they were interested in your lead magnet. They grabbed that and then what where do you what happens from there they're not buying so that's right where where we're at so you you uh, you one question to ask about your lead magnet because it can believe it or not that can be one of the causes and it and it hit me in the 48 hour author one you know can it be rapidly consumed is you know five minutes or less so you don't like completely give somebody the the whole experience and they don't need to go any further so that like i have the 48 hour author and i gave a training that's the first step is 25 minutes and it hit me duh <laughs> that maybe that's um you know gonna take them a while to consume that so that we're going to have to do a chiropractic adjustment on that, that maybe we make the lead magnet like a cheat sheet, how to write a book in 48 hours where they can skim it and see like the steps to it, like a cheat sheet like that or a template, you know, here, here's what we have that those are pretty popular lead magnets. So first step and look at your lead magnet, see what you got. Is it, is it, too intense, too big, too long to consume it. That, that can do it. All right. Uh, so moving on, let's see. Find the, the step where people are dropping off. That's always important that sometimes that you can get them a lead magnet and they can be interested in your first offer, but they're not going any further in your funnel. So 
you want to diagnose where is the problem, where are you losing people. And then we're going to going to go into that funnel step and and I love Russell Brunson he he has a great saying that you know problems are usually one of three things your hook your story or your offer so let's look at those so the hook is what you're laying out there to stop people to get them to pay attention to your story or your offer or your funnel piece so you look at what you're using to grab people's attention. So typically those are your headlines and your subheads you know, can contribute to that and images. Like if you want to see really good examples of hooks, I mean, what are those clickbait things where you know, Elvis is alive and I mean, it's like, what, what? The brain goes like the record scratching and stops to pay attention. So you want to make sure you have good attention grabbers that I've noticed and, you know, especially in some email sequences, you know, look, you know, it's a boring headline and you, you can't bore people into buying. So that's not a good idea. So, you know, these are things you want to look at. So look at your hook. Then we're going to move on to the look at the story. So the story is like the backstory about you and the product or what, what you're offering. You know, it's like how you found it, the, the discovery of and why it's amazing. So you're telling the story, taking people visually through kind of what, what you went through to, to find this is it might be one of the, the stories. So look at the story, you know, is it interesting? Again, you cannot bore people into buying. So look at that. Uh, does the story cover both emotions like frustration, like emotions, sorry about that, emotions and like frustration and logic. So you want it to have an emotional appeal as well as logical reasoning in, in there. And, and so it kind of ties that together in your story is always a good thing. Does it get too technical? Are you losing people because you, 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 you make their mind explode? You know, only the technical people hang with you, you know, through a technical discussion. So the, 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 and I'm running, running into that here, right? So it, is it compelling? Is there an aha moment where somebody goes, wow, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. And does it have a new opportunity? Is there something that they haven't seen before? Or is this, you know, is this something new people like new? So cover all that in the story. So on to the offer, next next step. So this is the exact offer that you're you're extending to people. That, you know, the biggest thing is like a lot of times it's, like uh, a retailer, you know, here's the product and, you know, take it or leave it. Well, that's not enough. You want to make an offer, which is not just a product. You, you want it to be a, a bundle of valuable stuff to your marketplace. So when you make an offer, it's usually multiple items, bonuses and and things that go along with it. And then that helps, you know, keep competition away. Because 
if it's a parody product like Amazon, you know, they what did they do first? Books, because they knew nobody really knows Amazon, but a book is a book is a book. If you buy a book from, uh, you know, one bookseller and or buy it at another, it really, you know, you're going to get the same book. So it, he he was attacking like the price model of the bookstores. And he used to have a saying, and maybe still does, that your margin is my opportunity, that he was trying to be more efficient at it. But he wanted products that, you know, that you, you could get, you know, there was no difference. So you did, what we're trying to do in your offers is make sure there is a huge difference, that it's not just like a book that everybody's selling the same thing, that you're bundling stuff in to make it special. All right, so then, then when it comes to that, do, the, do, do your prospects that are looking at your offer care about the elements you included with the offer? So I had like the 48-hour author and offer in the free class. So you're going to see this site evolve. That's 48hrauthor.com. Couldn't get the word spelled out, hour, so if you want to check it out, but I'm going to be changing it, you know, and, and, and these are some of the things I'm looking at. So bouncing around, sorry about that. Here we go back, back to the, back to the thing. So looking at the offer, I, the first step in writing your book in 48 hours is you've got to have a, an outline. And I've tried to make it as easy as possible to come up with the outline and the best way I know is using like a mind mapping software. Well, I laid that out as my offer and found out that was met pretty much with a collective yawn <laughs> that nobody cares about mind mapping software. Even though if you've ever tried it, you will see it's some of the coolest stuff. There's a lot of products out there that are inferior, but we've you know found a good one called XMind. But anyway, I'll, uh, but that that's probably coming out because it, it, you know the market has told me, you know, we want to know how to write a book, but we don't care about using your fancy software to create the the outline. That we'll find another way. So very interesting on on that. So then, you know, so in this case, you I was offering something that the market didn't want. So that that's why they're not buying, right? Pricing, maybe it's too big a jump. Let's say you went from free and the first step is $97. Like I, you know, you know, found out, oh, okay, that's too big a step. They don't know who we are. We don't have the trust. They haven't been through the program. You know, maybe that price point's too big a jump. So you may want to start with a lower bar, especially in this case, it's a consumer product. Businesses, you can do a little higher and it's not scary for them. All right. So we got, you know, check your pricing of your offer. And then either do an A-B test, you know, do a whole nother offer. If it looks like some people are buying then there might be some more you can do, but let's let's just say you know test another offer. You know if it, if it's really not working and you can't figure it out, just rip it out, 
and put another offer in its place and see if you can get get some traction on that. So finally, last thing I do uh, on in this process is look at the audience. You know, who is who you're targeting the right audience for this offering? Because if you screw that up, you can go. You may have the most amazing offer and all that, but if you're making it to the wrong audience, they ain't nobody buying. But usually, they won't buy your lead magnet. So you're looking at all these kind of dynamics together. So one thing, if you find some people are buying, you know, are you know put them, uh, you know, put them in the CRM. And, and do some follow-up. But one quick point on the, the audience. If you have a CRM like Active Campaign or Actionetics, you can go in there and literally the people that opt in, if their email address is used in social media, you can actually see what they look like and go to their profile and see who they are. So that's a pretty amazing thing where you can actually see like who your audience is. And if you see a ton of people where the email addresses don't match up to a social media uh, profile, maybe they're giving you like their back, you know, I never checked this email address. So you want to pay attention to the ones that are legit social media ones because those are are real that you know russell was saying that like they converted 80 times what the other bogus emails if you will that that you know for just they're grabbing your lead magnet and have no intention of like probably anything further you know or or they're afraid that you're going to spam them to death so got to be aware of that but okay so if some are buying you know, have some follow-up because I think said, uh, you know, most people do not take action the first time that they come back, that maybe they want to do the lead magnet and then, you know, you want to remind them that you're still there. So do some email follow-up. If it's, if you're really interested in industrious and sales oriented, you can always pick a few and, and call them or email them and ask for feedback say hey how come you didn't do that so that that's you know another method so if you go through all that hopefully you can figure out and get something cuz this is the discovery process that that is um you know it takes time to figure out you know what, what the offers and stuff and get the funnels working for you so my friends, that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.